0: Hey everyone, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and it is Wednesday, April 8th and we're celebrating one year. Celebration, celebrations. Hey, Marisa, yay with your coconut rum. Hi, Jasmine, hi, Stephanie. So tonight I have got to celebrate with some bubbly Rufino Rose, it's a sparkling wine, so I'm gonna crack this open right now while we get started. So welcome, everybody. I figure if we show up, that means we are right in this COVID-19. <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> but hell, I mean, the truth is the truth, right? So I know my mom and I traveled together for a little while. We've been checking on each other every couple of days to make sure neither one of us coming down with any symptoms. Hi there, LaShondra. Hi, Ayana. Hi, Kim. So I got me some Rufino Rosé. We're going to pop this. Cheers to one year. I believe this is my 44th episode. So cheers to that. And this is where I'll start. So thank you guys so much for rocking with me. One year of Joy Exposed. And I'll talk about it a little bit, how we got started and how we got here. But for now, cheers. Oh, that's pretty good. It's kind of sweet. I don't usually do a rosé, but I can dig it. All right, so let's get started. Three cheers of joy. Got to get started there. So welcome, everybody. And this is, as I said, my 44th show, one-year anniversary of um, Joy Exposed adult talk show. Um, just, you know, when Joy's exposed, everything just feels better. And I usually tell people that when they ask me, what do I talk about? And I say, getting to freedom. Like, that's my goal is how do I get to be free without being in the stronghold of society's ideas of me as a gift to the universe? How do I continue to manage me? So anyway, so cheers to that. All right, three cheers of joy. So first things first, you guys know two weeks ago, I did venture to... Jacksonville to do a little road trip with my mom so my first cheer of joy is that I have not gotten any symptoms of the COVID-19 and that's been 14 days now since that but it's been just about nine days since I made it back home so I'm still checking my symptoms you know just kind of make sure I'm okay um, so, you know, it's all in the reports about people who are suffering and dying because of the COVID and what it looks like. So, I'm holding strong. So, cheers to that. Um, my second cheer of joy is that I think I'm going to stop asking permission. And I probably don't ask permission. What is it you say It's better to ask forgiveness than permission? So I'm think I'm gonna stop asking permission. I saw something this morning and this white American woman. And so it was, I was out exercising and she and maybe her husband and their baby who was brown. So I don't know if it was black American or African or I don't know the descent of the child it was just a little baby, maybe a year old, maybe a little younger, but anyway. So they're walking towards me and I saw them. Well, on this trail that I'm taking around the lake, there are all these ducks and stuff. So we're on the sidewalk, they get off the sidewalk cause social distancing, we're maintaining that, so no big deal. But there's a police officer on the road coming. Well, there are a couple of ducks in the road. Well, the police officer decided it was just gonna go into the other lane and go around the ducks. Well, this woman, white American woman was like, she was flustered with the decision from this police officer that she literally got in the street and put her hand up to the police officer to make him stop. And then she proceeded to kind of scoot behind the ducks to make them cross the street. Not that she didn't touch him, but you know, if you move towards them, they're going to move away. And then after she got him on the other side of the street, she came back across with her family and waved the police officer on. And I was like, I don't know that I would have done that. (laughs) So I've decided I'm going to stop asking permission. Is it okay for me to make sure that these things which the neighborhood has decided were um, protected, are safe, even if it's from that which keeps me safe? So I like that. And I was like, I'm just gonna start doing what the hell I'm gonna do. I'll ask forgiveness later. But you know, I like the boldness in it. I thought I was like, now that's privilege. Like literally for you to give instruction to the police officer. No, you stop. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. So that's my second cheer of joy. I'm no longer asking permission. I'm only asking forgiveness. So cheers to asking for forgiveness. And just going for it, right? No more permission for me. So cheers. That's my second cheer of joy. I see, my first cheer of joy was no coronavirus symptoms. The second cheer of joy was I'm no longer asking for permission. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to do what I believe is right. And then if that's not the right thing or somebody has a problem with it, then I can deal with that after the fact. But I'm no longer stopping. I think I'm going to partake in me a little privilege, my damn self. So there's my second cheer of joy. My third cheer of joy is... I'm so happy that I take care of my own fingers and toes and hair because there has been a lot of comments about people not being able to go to the salon to get their hair done and not get their nails done and who's going to paint their nails and da 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 da, all of that. So there's a lot of conversation about that. But I've decided that I'm really pleased that I've always taken care of my own fingers and toes. And as of, what, almost four years ago, my own hair. So cheers to being a pioneer woman during the uh, coronavirus. (laughs) All natural. I don't have to do anything. I did put on some lipstick today. Uh, Catty Cat Gloss. I think this may be Katy Perry. Katy Cat? I don't know. I got it from Walgreens. Yeah, Katy Perry. It's my cover girl. It's a little lip gloss. It's like a lipstick, though. It's really colorful. But anyway, so my third cheer of joy is that I'm, I was already taking care of myself in those things, my hair, my toes, my fingernails, that this didn't necessarily throw a wrench in the way that I do things, other than the fact that I had to pluck my chin. And I don't know if you ladies and gentlemen, I know you gentlemen do, you guys do that on your own, you shave, but... As a lady, menopausal, my hair grows on my chin fast. And I was like, damn, I'm going to have a 5 o'clock shadow in this bitch. I need to pluck my chin. (laughs) So I did have to pluck. I usually get a wax. But I think I've probably had to pluck maybe twice since this whole stay-at-home thing happened. So as soon as it opens, I'm going to get me a nice wax. Or I've thought about that laser treatment, but I I don't really know anybody who's done it, and I you know I'm scared. I don't want the discoloration, right? So I did. I've been plucking the hair out of my chin, so I had to do that. Otherwise, I'd be sitting up here, twit with my little goatee. <laughs> no, it doesn't grow that much, but it feels like it. Like it's so many little hairs, it feels like it's a lot. So let's review real quick. My first cheer of joy was no. Uh, symptoms of the coronavirus. My second cheer of joy was I'm going to get me a little bit of privilege around this thing. I'm an American woman and privilege is out there. I'm going to get me a little bit. Now, if I end up in jail, y'all know I was on my privilege shit because somebody's going to have to tell me no. I'm no longer telling myself no. And I'll do it with grace and dignity and elegance. I'm not going to go up there and bogard. I'm going to do it right. But I'm going to get me some of that privilege. You're going to hold on, officer. Damn it. I'm trying to get these ducks across the street. I might even do that in the morning when I go walk. <laughs> and then my third cheer joy is that uh, I'm glad that I'm all natural. I'm glad that I do my own fingers and toes and my own hair and, you know, just kind of take care of my own skin without having to stress about all of these things being closed. So I don't really... A lot of people have been talking about it, but I haven't really had that issue. So, that's my third Cheer of Joy. So, my Cheers of Joy tonight is brought to you by Rufino Rosé. It's a sparkling rosé. It's pretty good. I got it on sale at Target. It was on sale, and then there was a coupon for $2 and off of it. So, I ended up getting it for like $12. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's bubbly. You know, like, what, how can you lose with bubbles? So... You know it's good, and it's for the celebration. I also thought today was kind of interesting because this is the anniversary of the day that I celebrated uh, publishing my first book with the bottle of champagne. And there's a picture on my Facebook with, for the anniversary where there's a bottle between my toes, and it says "Celebrating the Champion." So I figured this must be my time, right? So, you know, celebrations everywhere to that. So cheers, to everybody! I also have eagle rare a bourbon i'm gonna open i haven't tried this it's been nice and sealed so that's my second thing i'm gonna open in a few minutes gotta you know see how i feel after this bubbly but anyway so that's that so those are my three cheers of joy who's celebrating with me tonight oh varisa said be careful with that privilege girl i'm gonna try to get me some of that they're gonna have to come they're gonna have to get me i'm gonna try to get it and uh yeah, Truth and Valor. That's right. Truth and Valor cab. Cheers, Chanel. I always think about when we used to sit outside on the steps to Chanel and drink our Louis Jadot Poulet Fousé. I always think about that because I felt so fancy, but I didn't realize how expensive it was until I started buying it as an adult. Then I was like, dang, were we spending this much for a bottle of, I won't even say what DK used to call it. Were we spending that much with that then? But I guess we were celebrating. So um, good evening, everybody. And here, cheers to you guys. And if you're celebrating with something yummy, let me know what it is. Anything good you want me to shout out? I will shut it, shout it out. Yeah, so Katie said the bourbon looks amazing. I can't wait to try it. Mm, I can't. So I've I've had it now for about a month, so I'm going to open it tonight. I also have another bottle of Blanton's which somebody was selling for $200 on a website. So I was trying to decide if I was gonna open my bottle or if I was gonna sell it for $200 because I didn't pay $200 for it, that's for sure. So anyway, so here you go. So. Cheers. Oh, and I'm with you, LaShondra. I need the privilege more than the stimulus check, too. You're absolutely right. Let me move. Let me do what I'm going to do. That's right. So cheers, everybody, before we get started on our Facebook post of the week. Mm. Let's do this before we get to the Facebook post of the week. Let me give you a little background on Joy Exposed and how this came about. About it's been a year, a little more than a year ago, a good friend of mine I used to teach with called me and was asking me about um if I would be interested in being a guest on somebody's radio show. So, I was like, of course. So I ended up talking to the guy who owned the radio station and he wanted to give me, you know, put me on the air doing my own show. But you know, when you, this stuff comes at you and you're new, you don't really know what it means, you just know there's an opportunity to do something, right? So I was really excited about it and I had like a weekly fee that I had to pay um, for my airtime, And all of that makes sense to me. So if I'm on the air and I'm being broadcast to people, I should pay for that time until I can start bringing sponsors in, right? So that's how it started. So I worked with him from April until I got back from Italy so to the end of July, beginning of August, and then I had to sever the relationship because uh, if I was being sold a golden egg, I realized that it wasn't golden. It was gold plated, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, but all of that is growth. And I understand that he was growing in his company too. And, you know, he had an idea of what was going on and how he was doing it. But then I had my own First of all, I ask too many freaking questions for a lot of people because they can't stay far enough ahead of me. They're trying to figure it out and I'm already ahead of them and what I'm doing. So, you know, so that was really difficult, but I had to sever that relationship and I couldn't decide if I wanted to continue or if I should stop. And that's, I really spent a couple weeks in that space, but... Talking about it with Faceless Love is really like my confidant. Like he is hands down my go-to because he's so even. And he was like, well, you know, this is, you're good at it. You've got a good following. It gives you the opportunity to talk about your topics. And, you know, so he and I talked through it and I decided, okay, I will keep trying to do it. I'll keep trying. But I didn't realize how much I would figure out on my own, right? So I literally went from doing this remote podcast from here and the studio was in Atlanta and I would kind of go back and forth, had a couple of in-house guests come in, which was really great. I had some great guests and I'll talk about them too, but I didn't realize how powerful I was and how resourceful I was at the time and then as I started going on and thinking figuring out how to do how to get on iTunes how to get on Spotify how to get on SoundCloud how to upload the videos to YouTube how to build a YouTube audience how to like all of this stuff I'm learning how to do at the same time I'm doing it so nobody really knows the background stuff I come on an hour here and that's what you guys see but after the fact I have to change the formats, upload to YouTube, put it on my website, put it on this, put it on this. So I'm doing it to make sure that the information is active and out there, and then I'm continually growing. So I think for me, one of the things that really helped is that they just gave me such a huge boost of confidence is when I got the notice from Pandora that the podcast has been picked up on Pandora. Now I listen to Pandora, I talk about it in my books, like I listen that's Pan I guess my go-to for years I've talked about it. And I'm like my podcast is on Pandora. Oh my god. And even now I'll go and turn it on. I would, where I would listen to the radio or listen to something else, I'll put on Joy Exposed cuz I need the numbers. You know, I need it to show that there's activity there. So I'm really pre- pleased with the um the distribution of joy exposed at this time you know so it's growing i mean i continue to do the live on facebook because i'm familiar with facebook and i love my facebook family i've developed such over the past six seven years i was just telling um faceless love this last night over six seven years i've met some awesome people we've spent time together we've traveled we talk There's been babies, there's been weddings. So, I've met some really awesome people on Facebook. So, Facebook is like my family, especially considering that I oftentimes talk about how I have always felt by myself. Well, Facebook is the place that I feel a part of a family, that I feel a part of something greater than me. So, you know, so it's really neat for me. So, I enjoy that. But anyway, so the relationship ended the relationship nothing negative because you know I don't do a lot of negatives so we ended the professional relationship and I just decided I would just keep trying my own and literally trying on my own from changing cameras to finding out what this clicking is to just all kinds of stuff that I could be sitting here doing something and I would get a text message from Faceless Love is like, hey, change your lighting or use this light instead of this or do this and don't do this. And okay, what about this? Like he's literally watching and kind of guiding, looking at what's going on. And he did that for a long time. And then finally I think we worked through a lot of the kinks that he didn't, he didn't have to come to me to say, and I didn't rush to him to say, how was it? How was it? How was it? I needed to know at the end of every joy exposed, how it was like that was like, was it horrible? Was it? Oh my God. And then I'd go back and listen and I think, wow, I really gave out some good information. So that's really a big deal for me to just have that, to see the growth in the joy exposed. And I noticed I'm wearing my shirt that says joy exposed. I had this made when I first started my um, podcast. And it's got the little lady on the front, little Joy on the front. And so I wore this tonight. But I don't wear it anymore because it still has the radio show on the back. So I don't really wear it anymore. So I decided I wear it tonight. You know, we're celebrating. So cheers to one year of Joy Exposed, 44 episodes. Oh. The thing about the Joy Exposed is that I've been able to talk through a lot of my own fucked up issues. And that's the truth from, I think of relationship issues, issues with my parents, issues with my brothers and sisters. These ideas running around, but on here I can talk. And by the time I talk through it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I got it. That makes sense. So this is like therapy for me. So it's really weird because I sit in a room by myself and talk for an hour and it's the most, cathartic thing that i do like all week like i literally just let it go when i first started the show i started having guests so i had skinny c he's an underground rapper from atlanta he's got some dope ass music and i have a i'll put his page up on my page again because it's up but it's way back so skinny c came and i he wanted to come in studio, so I came to Atlanta to sit and talk with him. And I swear we must have talked for two hours. Even when the show ended, we still continued to talk. And the funny thing is that we met at Waffle House at the Outcast at last concert. So we, my friend Carmen and I were going and he was at Waffle House across from Centennial Park with some of his boys. And that's where we met all those years ago to connect on Instagram, for me to go and follow him, and then get a show, and then have him come on, and to interview him, and spend some time with him, so that's been really cool, because he's dope ass, he's a great rapper, underground, just really good stuff, so I got to talk to Skinny C, I got to talk to Gigi, and she goes by Gigi uh, Dowell now, so she goes by Gigi, she's a, um, She's just sexy as hell. And she does like a weekend. Of, I can't even like, a, I call it the witches' weekend, but it's not called that. She does that in New Orleans where they go and spend like four days just kind of getting in touch with your self natural self outside of anything else and I remember, the thing I remember about the ad is that you weren't, you're not wearing underclothes. clothes, you're free the whole time, you're just free and you're embracing the way that you feel, you're embracing the way that you smell and you're embracing the way that you just interact in this environment of um, powers outside that you feel like are outside of you but are a part of you she does a um, Atlanta sex King oh, kinked up Atlanta. That's what it's called. Uh Kinked Up Atlanta. Who is this? Oh, this oh he said he can't find the link. Okay, hold on a second. I'm sorry. This is I was just talking about Skinny C. He said he couldn't find it. So let me send this link real quick so I can take care of him. But um so Gigi does kinked up Atlanta. So if you've heard of that, it's a big weekend in Atlanta where they do Kinked up Atlanta, and it's a whole just a show exploration and understanding who you are. Is a powerful woman, I'm probably my women crush. Show, you know? she's one of my um women crushes. I enjoy her. So she's there. Let's see if I can find. If I can pin this, I'm sorry, House that's me. At the Outcast at last concert. So we, my friend Carmen and I. I was just film. talking about that. I'm so. Let me see. Share to a group. Oh, skinny. Oh, let me do copy. Maybe I can send it that way. Anyway, so um, yes. So I called her name Nicole. I Ocean Ocean Union. So she is a numerologist. She. And I had a great time with her. And I just have these amazingly powerful women who are just so comfortable with who they are. And I think that's the creative in me, drawn to the creative. I look at them like they were, like they're a goddess, right? Because they embrace a part of themselves that I was afraid of. And keep in mind, these women are younger than me, but I saw them and I looked up to them and I admired their courage and their strength. So Nicole was on there. Um, Jason Jayhai, he's a visual artist. He draws amazing artwork. I'll have to put his um, link up too. He was on there and he and I are friends on Facebook. I actually have a nude picture of me in a swimming pool that I want him to paint. And I've been kicking around that idea for like a year. So I think now that we're on the hiatus, I should let him go ahead and start paying him. (laughs) I figure I'll have this on my wall and my grandkids will be like, oh, that's my grandmother, (laughs) this nude picture. So um, my friend Carla was my first guest. She's from Marietta. She doesn't do any social media. So she was my first guest and we were teasing her because she doesn't do voted one of the most influential women in the metro Atlanta area without social media she's still that powerful right so that was really cool and I feel like I'm missing one person let's see let me look real quick and see if I can find it but uh yeah so I just have, I have amazing guest oh Margot is an uh, author she lives in California she was on the show too now she was on the show when um I was in Italy and we were having all of that. Uh we were she was on the show when I was in Italy, and we were having those technical difficulties. So we had to air her show afterwards. So she's an author. She's got a great book. I've read her book and she actually just published another book. So um but she was on there too. I think that's it, because it was about six people. It wasn't a lot of people at the time I got ready to by the time I got ready to, um, by the time I got ready to really get into it, that's when I had to sever the relationship. So, now, and maybe I'll do that, um, maybe I'll do this um, in the Next month after we kind of get things underhand because i have some great people that are still interested in coming on so but it it was to me that was the part of it that um i brought in because i wasn't sure of myself so i felt like i'm going to bring in these amazing people it'll take away from what i don't know or what i'm not doing and then once i kind of went out on my own i realized that i needed to be on my own so that I could figure out what I was doing and to build that com- that confidence in me. So all of it's been a, just a tremendous growth process and we have uh, you know, and I'm I'm growing a lot, you know, so the guy that I was working with, he's still doing his show and, you know, and I'm still doing mine and, you know, there's a mutual respect in it. But I'm learning a lot of myself. So that's thing and that I'm really very proud of that I'm learning so much. So that's a little bit about it so now we're one year in and we're going to move on to the next level so what does it look like joy exposed in the second year uh so guest um we tried some different things last year and we'll just continue to try some new stuff what is it what do we do how does you know how do we grow our audience how do we get more followers how do we get information across to people that and it's good information you know but some People have to be ready for change to be able to embrace it. And, you know, that's where we are. But it doesn't mean that I stop. It means that I continue. And at some point, people will, the people who love it, love it already. And then there will be other people who grasp a hold of it and then move it forward. But I believe that my role within the universe is to move people to a platform of freedom. And that's what I'm going to do, right? I have to do my work. And then people will follow. So I believe that and I'm going to hang on to that idea of it. So cheers to a little bit about Joy Exposed. Adult show when Joy is exposed, everything feels better. So now we're going to get to some good stuff. So because of that, I'm going to open this bourbon. (laughs) I've been dying to open it. I'm like, I'm not going to drink all this champagne. I want some bourbon. So this is called Eagle Rare, and it was about $60, maybe $65, I think. So maybe $60, $65. It was my treat for my anniversary for Joy Exposed. So the first thing we have to do is pop the cork. Ooh, it smells good. It smells really good. Mm-hmm. Katie's my other bourbon drinker on here. So, always drinking some. She not always. Hey, Joe. Joe's on here too. My bourbon drink is. So, try this and see how this goes. Eagle Rare uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Sounds like I need to go to Kentucky. Sounds good, doesn't it? All right. So, let's see. And I'm drinking out of my 50 years of joy glass I'm gonna be getting a new one so I got some ideas and the Stephanie specialties she made this shirt for me too Joy Exposed and it was her first time she said doing this kind of whatever the artwork is called but she did a great job and so I have two of them so I still wear them um but she's made me some different ones it's got my web address on the back and I usually I wear those more now too so anyway 50 years of joy and my eagle rare so happy anniversary Oh, that's good. And look, I didn't even put any ice in it. Did you guys see that? It's not even any ice. It's just yummy. Oh, maybe I should. It's good. I'm going to have to say that. Look at my Facebook post of the week. My first Facebook post of the week been saving all kinds of bullshit it's just so y'all know. So this is the first one. This is is even if we love or change, the universe will still rearrange itself. So when I saw as soon as I saw that, I loved it and said I'm talking about this tonight. So I love this because we don't understand that humans humans we're humans we don't understand the significance of the universe moving forward right we think that we're gonna do something or not and that's just gonna determine it that ain't how that work the universe gonna do what the universe gonna do prime example i always use is a week about um no with the story of noah's ark where Noah's ark and the animals came The funny thing about Noah building the ark, whether he built the ark or not, the animals were coming. It didn't matter. It was the results were going to be, the animals were going to show up. They were either going to live in this ark that was built or they're going to die in this great flood. And that was it. So I always try to stress that to people in addressing their purpose. So when I saw this today, I loved it. And she said she got it out of a a song called We by... uh, kindred uh da, 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 da. i was gonna say sly in the family stone but that's not it. kindred soul kindred family soul so it's, it's a lyric in one of their songs called we and i went to listen to it and it's a great song it's about seven years old but the this is so true so i i think it's so important that we understand that we're supposed to we got to do something the universe is going to do what it's going to do anyway and with the universe moving we just have to do what we're gonna do right we gotta do to do we can't we we'll don't control the universe if you fuck up and don't do what you're supposed to do the universe gonna show up anyway boo you're gonna be looking like damn i should have built that arc like i was so to. Do. i should this i should have did this but after the fact ain't nothing you can do you just gotta Through it, if not, you just go. Hey, death is death will come, right? That's what that is. So I love that post. Thank you so much, Lashandra, Um, for that. I love seeing that today, and it is a reminder that regardless of everything that's going around us, coronavirus, all this mayhem, and all of this happening around us, it doesn't even matter. We still have to stay focused on the fact that we have a job to do. And the job at this point is to go inside of self to understand where you are and where you're supposed to be and how to make sure that you're up to the challenge. This is over, right? What, do you, what does it mean for you to be able to get through the coronavirus? Who are you on the other side of it and what's demanded of you? So we really don't have a lot of time to waste. Sit and be in reflection and to take the spiritual gift survey. I push that every week. Take it, see what, you're, what you feel like when you see it on paper, right? does that isn't that we know we have to move forward. We've got to, we've got to, the universe is demanding it of us. And we are not, the universe is still going to move around us. We're we gonna be with it or we're we gonna be, right. So gotta catch up. So we gotta really stay on that. So Craig, uh, yes. This uh, Eagle Rare is good, neat, very good. Thank you. Hi, Maika. Welcome. Thank you, Joyce. Maika has wine. Maika is a model in um, New York. I love to see her stuff. She is sexy, sexy. So she, But she's also retired. She's a brilliant mind, too. So she's one of those women that's, like, amazingly beautiful and gifted. So you have to just be like geez, what can't you do? But thank you so much for joining tonight, uh, Mayika. I appreciate you. And yes, Katie, vibe with the vibe. So cheers. And this is my eagle rare. All right. Posts. I got some. this don't want to do my post of the week because I got something so juicy to talk about. Whew. That's all right. I'm going to get through it. It's going to be good. All right. So one of my regular listeners, Travis Ball, <clears throat> he made a post today that I love. You guys know, you, when you talk about love to me, when you talk about moving fluid in the universe, when you talk about unconditional love, you got my attention. Like, that's my stuff. This is when I really get involved. So he said, maybe it's okay to tell someone you're in love with them, even if you know they don't feel the same way. Maybe it's okay to just know that they know and let that be enough. Maybe everything doesn't always have to be 100% reciprocal. Maybe we should just allow our feelings to exist in whatever capacity they exist. Maybe we should all recognize that we can't control our feelings and sometimes they aren't what we want them to be and that's okay. Man, listen. Listen when I read that, I was like, that's my shit right there. That was one of the most freeing moments for me to be able to just say what I'm gonna say without expecting somebody to, to tell somebody, oh my God, I love you, without expecting them to say, I love you back. Just because they have brought these feelings of love to the surface of me. When I found myself years ago waiting for somebody to reciprocate what I was giving, it was probably the emptiest time of my life because as much as you give, it always seems like nobody gives that much, right? Right? So that was really hard for me to get to a point okay with my feelings, to be okay with them, just to be okay with me me so this post my this facebook post of the week was dead on i was like bet this is what i'm going to talk about tonight i'm going to read it because that's what we have to understand when somebody makes us feel a certain way we thank them for that feeling and we keep it moving we're not thanking them and sitting there and waiting for them to feel the same because they may not ever feel the same way and they're may not supposed to. They may be our pit stop in the universe. risk up some good to move it on our fucking way. Maybe they're not supposed to last forever. Maybe they're supposed to last in that moment to give you goodness so you can continue on your way. But what we tend to do is to get stuck in that space waiting for them to see, to see what we're doing for them to appreciate us. And that shit don't matter. Mm-mm. it's like stopping at the gas station it don't matter you fill up your tank and keep it moving ain't no reason to sit at the gas station the gas station will never acknowledge that you're sitting there they be like Well, that car been sitting there for a minute something must be wrong with them but they're not going to come see what's wrong with the car right so we have to remember that when people give us goodness it's okay for us to move on it's okay You don't have to feel bad about it. We're made to feel guilty or obligated of doing something for somebody because of the way they make us feel when we shouldn't. If someone's given something of themselves at their own volition, we receive and we keep it moving. And I say that and it's hard. It's a difficult task, a difficult undertaking, but it's true. You have to see people receive keep it moving keep in mind you're gonna be giving stuff too. you make people feel good too one of the things that I say about myself about men and you guys know how much I love men one of the things I always say if a man is in my company he needs to feel like a man that means I'm going to defer to him I'll honor his presence now that don't mean he my man That don't mean I'm trying to keep him, trying to impress I'm trying to please him. All that simply says is I recognize I'm in the presence of a man. And as a woman, if I can recognize that I'm in the presence of a man and pull me, like, let me sit there and receive the masculine energy from this man, that's gonna put me in good stead as I move along. That's what that is kind of tricky, but it is. It's like, hey, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna be pretty. I'm gonna look good. He's gonna feel goodness from me. I'm giving off good energy. He's gonna give strong masculine energy. I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna keep it moving. That's one of the things about me. I need a masculine balance. I need men in my life. And I get that from my cigar crew. I get that from guys in my Facebook group. I need masculine energy. Now, Before I thought my need for masculine energy was some random sex or dragging somebody in a relationship. That ain't what that shit is. I need to be around strong men and I need to feel like a woman in their presence. And I need for them to feel so powerful in my presence that they can do anything they wanna do. So that's how I handle that. So maybe it's manipulation. Maybe I'm just being a woman. Maybe all women do that. I don't know, but I don't compete with men. And I do know when I'm in the presence of them, I'm walking away feeling pretty damn good because I'm collecting that masculine energy. Yeah, I'm not, I ain't turning nobody away. You want to have a conversation? People weed themselves out in conversations, weed themselves out in conversation without us. They'll know, oh, I can't talk to this lady. She crazy or she deeper than what I'm trying to do. But when I'm, I'm in the presence of a man, shit. He gonna leave, be like, oh, I'm a man-man today. That He gonna feel it. I ain't gotta say nothing. I'm gonna just be a woman in front of him. I'm gonna just be, because I know he's got good energy for me. I know he's got good masculine for me. His intentions are belong to him. That ain't got nothing to do with me. What I need when I leave there is to feel powerful in my own right and keep it moving without getting caught up in bullshit ends with people who mean nothing and spending time sitting at the gas station when all i was supposed to do was fill up and keep it moving that's what i do fill up and keep it moving fill up and keep it moving that's what i do so i love this post from Travis because it just says you it's okay for you to feel what you feel without waiting on somebody to validate your feelings if you, if a woman is in love with a man and she tells him, I love you, I want to be with you, and he says, oh, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> that's because uh, I am here for you. But a man wouldn't allow her to sit in that space and hope for him to love her back. Men who have reached that level of understanding the power that's in them, but men who are still seeking at this um, level of self-serving manipulation, they'll let a woman stay in that space, but it's got to be for the woman to understand, they're not giving what I'm giving what i'm giving isn't enough and i'm i've said it before i've talked about it, i have a problem with it when i was married to my ex-husband my whole thought process was i will love him enough to help him understand how to love me oh that's some dumb shit, ain't it <laughs> but i was young and i felt like I knew what love was, and he didn't, so I thought I would teach him. I would love him so good that he would love me. Shit, that was a gas station. I should have stopped at the gas station and kept it moving. all right, I'm back, you guys. Sorry about that. So, I was freezing really bad, right? So, let me back up, because I don't know how much I was freezing on, and I can splice these together. So I think the last Facebook post of the week that I read was from Nicole talking about the mind is the most powerful tool you have. And so I was, it rolled into me talking about how I realized that me and my mind working at its max was more, hi there, Katie. Hi, Terrence. Me working at my maximum capacity also including a masculine balance and I had to get that from you know men like you know and not a man from men and so I um, had to rethink the way that I looked at men and so I was saying before we left is one of the greatest things I ever learned about myself is that about people is that every man wasn't trying to fuck me like seriously but when we grow up, that's what we're taught. We're taught to protect ourselves, and somebody's trying to get you. Not to say that you aren't aware, but adult men, most adult men are past that basic carnal phase. They're more in a intimate space now. If a man is trying to, then you you know if you want to or not. But for me, it as much as I was trying to, as much as I was trying to give it away. Is as much as it was, they were, I was giving it away, but nobody was just trying to get it, right? So it was really, you know, if I wasn't giving it, they weren't getting it. But as long as I gave it, they were okay with it, you know, they were there for it. So that was very important for me to understand the dynamics of the power that I have as a woman, and everybody wasn't trying to get with me, right? So that's a big deal because you know, that's how we manage ourselves. I spend time and not a lot of time. I maybe once a month and now with this coronavirus even less, but I'll go to my cigar bar in Tampa. You guys have heard me talk about it. And I go sit in there with those guys and I love being with them. And when I leave there, I feel like I'm a woman. Like I feel like a part of something that I needed, I got from them. Now, Keep in mind, I have faceless love and you know that I love him, but we're distant apart and he provides a different balance of me. But when I, for the woman that I am, that constant flow, that influx of masculine energy is important to me. So that means a lot to me. And And I've realized that I'm powerful in it. It doesn't have to run me. I run me. I know what's, I know me. So I kind of balance that. So anyway, I just wanted to follow up with that because we had some technical difficulties and I'll go fix that later. But anyway, thank you guys for rocking out. I appreciate you. Don't forget, I'm drinking Eagle Rare Kentucky Whiskey. It's good. I'm drinking it slow too. It's real good. Ooh, it smells so good. Like a, Maybe some oak, some honey maybe, but not like honey. Not Knob Creek, not that kind of honey. Not that much honey, but... It's got some sweet something to it. It smells so good. Good Lord. Oh. <laughs> so that's um, that's what I'm drinking tonight. And I'm also drinking Rufino Rose. So I put that to the side so I can drink the bourbon. Anyway, so let me get going. Because I was going to go a little bit longer tonight anyway. Because it's my anniversary, right? Joy Exposed one year. So i was having a conversation with a group of people the other night now i'm in a facebook group and we're like a family so we did a zoom meeting we're all on there together talking and laughing and so about a year ago i invited faceless love to get in the group not because he was my man but because i thought he'd enjoy it and i told him that <laughs> i told him that if he gets in the group he has to post a picture of himself and he has to be active. And he has been. Because that's a big deal for us that you're active in the group. Anyway, so we had a Zoom meeting the other night. And the whole Zoom meeting was talking about guess what? Guess I'm going to just let anybody guess. Let me see if I get any guesses up. Do, 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 do. No guesses? The whole meeting was talking about anal sex. <laughs> The whole meeting was talking about how do you tell your partner you're interested interested in some anal play, whether it's with your mouth or with his finger or penis or whatever. How do you let your partner know you're down for that, right? Man, we laughed and oh my God. We were, I think our call started at nine o'clock and we didn't get off to like one. (laughs) <laughs> so we're on this zoom call four hours <laughs> talking laughing it was hilarious and so that's what I want to talk about tonight like a little bit before we go it's like so what if you and your partner are you have a healthy sexual relationship and you decide I want something else how do you get what you want so my suggestion for getting what you want is to take it <laughs> you want it, take it so you want it do it to them first and see what they say <laughs> that didn't go over very well right that didn't go over very well the group so some other suggestions came up and some other some guys are like you better not touch my ass and you know guys are wigged out about that because you know it's a thin line between straight and bi (laughs) so they try to make sure they stay firmly on the straight side they don't want no question about it so i thought that was really funny and but for me as a sexual being i think that i'm for pleasure like i'm i'm gonna be whatever feels good to me right so it can it cannot feel good. And I'm like, um, okay, I'm passing. (laughs) But if it feels good, I'm for it. And so that's kind of a, so that's kind of a sexual space that Faceless Love and I exist in is that we're very, I'm very open sexually. And he's had to become open sexually, because he was very um, reserved sexually. And you know, that comes a lot of men get that they've been married for years. And you know, that kind of thing. So they're very reserved sexually. But once you kind of take, you know, let the genie out the bottle, they kind of go for whatever they're trying to do. So we, (laughs) Stephanie, what's that face you making? (laughs) So once you take the genie out the bottle, you got to let the genie do what the genie gonna do. So we talked about it and it was a, a, a woman and she was in a relatively new relationship a few months. And she was saying that, oh, she was saying that she wanted some anal play with her guy. And, you know, everybody was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, let me tell you what to do. (laughs) The funny thing is I say this, and Faces Love don't even like it. Like, he, he ain't even interested at all. Like, he's zero interest. He's probably listening to the podcast right now, like, whatever. He ain't giving it no extra attention. He's not interested at all. So I just kind of was tell- suggesting to her what she should do to, eat, to give some and then to get some. And it was kind of funny. But it makes us, wow, I'm yawning on you guys. It makes us think about what are things that we want in a relationship and we're afraid to ask for it or don't know how to get it because of what the other person may think. Now, if anal play is important to you and you don't like it, or your partner doesn't like it, it's probably gonna create some problems in your relationship. I know it it seems simple, but if it's something that's important to you and they don't like it and they're not gonna do it, it'll create a little rift. I don't know if you can get past it, but it is in fact a problem. So I think you have to address those things. And I thought that was a great conversation to have, especially considering all of us are in a Facebook group and we only get together about two, three times a year. So to be on that Zoom call and to see everybody's face and the laughter and the openness, and it was a lot of fun. We were on that call for a long ass time. And I think I remember telling you guys a few weeks ago that this friend of mine from undergraduate school was dating a guy that likes for her to wear a strap on when they have sex, like to do it in his boot, say, during sex, right? so. You know, it's a lot of people that are into some interesting things out there. So there's really not any, you can't really judge them. You're just kind of like, if that were me, like if it were me, could I put on a strap on? I don't think I could because I, first of all, I'd be silly laughing and shit. That would be my first thing. Second thing is. I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would be okay with that. I just, I don't know because I feel like, first of all, is there any pleasure in me wearing the strap on or is there any pleasure? I'll use her as an example because it's her. Is there any pleasure in her wearing the strap on if that's, if that's what they're trying to do? So I just personally believe that if you're in a sexual situation and you want some, something yummy and different, how do you get your partner to do it? Your partner wants to please you. <laughs> Tamara said no. <laughs> your partner wants to please you. So your partner is undoubtedly going to do as much as you want. As much as they can figure out to do, they're going to please you. That's the beautiful thing about being with someone who believes that they're in love with you or that they love you. But, um, yeah, I don't think that I could. I oh, but, I mean, it's not a question. We, you know, there's not any. It hasn't been a conversation that we've had. I just thought it was interesting that that was a part of our conversation from um, our uh, Zoom, our Facebook group Zoom call, was how do you get your partner to participate in some anal play? I don't know. Y'all ain't got no suggestions out there, nobody? Y'all don't want to give the suggestions because y'all names show up. Just send me a message. I'll talk about it next week. So cheers Joy Exposed, one roll. We walking up in here. All right, so let's see. That was that call. We talked about that. Oh, we also talked about camping outside. That's a conversation me and Faceless Love is trying to figure out how to see each other because this because the coronavirus. So we were going to go to a campground and sleep outside in a tent and love on each other because we just need to love on each other. But then we figured out the campground bathrooms and showers and stuff are closed. So we couldn't figure out where we would take a bath and stuff. So that took us back to the drawing board. So we'll figure something out in the next couple of weeks so we can see each other, because we miss each other. And um, yeah, that's a big deal for me. I miss him a lot. Speaking of missing him. um, Oh, let me tell you guys this first. There's on Friday night, I'm reading from my books. You guys know I'm an author. You know, I have four books out. So I'm reading from my books, the virtues of joy, more virtues of joy and more virtues of joy three. So I'm going to be reading for them on Friday night at 10 o'clock. Now it's called the bedtime story and there's an advertisement out, but keep in mind they're adult bedtime stories. So don't have your kids awake at 10 o'clock because it's adult stuff. So unless you are trying to answer some questions, don't have the babies up. And if you have something you're interested in hearing if you want to hear like some um some bdsm or some fancy clubs or some group sex or girl on girl or like whatever the story is you think you have an interest in hearing let me know i i could probably access something and um, make that a part of the story. That's if I get requests, otherwise I'm gonna read what I want. So that's Friday night at 10, super sexy, and you, I'll put up special price up so you can, guys can buy my books. Help me get through the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm selling books. <laughs> like, what you selling? Books, I got books for, I got books for sale. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that'll be Friday night at 10, so make sure you join in for that. Now, back to what I was saying before. I talked to a guy that was in Facebook group with me like six years ago, yesterday, and he was he asked if he could call me, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care, because, you know, I'm in a relationship, so I'll, I even if I weren't, it didn't matter. Yeah, you can call, no big deal, because, you know, the whole, what is the thing? Everybody's not trying to fuck you, so it's no big deal if they call you, so he called, and he was like, I was like, what's up? You wanted to talk? He's like, man, I'm so happy that you're finally in a relationship. <laughs> and I didn't, because you don't think of what people think of you when they see you, like in social media, because so many people are, it's abstract, right? So nobody has direct contact with you. They see you every day, you know, a lot of times. So he was went, went on talking about how he was so happy that I was finally in a relationship. <laughs> and I was like, well, why? Like, what's the deal? He was like, because you're beautiful and you're smart. He's like, and nobody could ever do anything for you. Nobody could ever get your attention. If Nobody could ever get you to go out. And so I was like, people were trying to get me to go out. <laughs> so he, we sat up and talked for like 30 minutes with him just talking about how He just knows that the guy who I'm in a relationship with is a good guy. Like, he's like, I just know he has to be this amazing man to be able to deal with you. (laughs) And I'm like, he is. He's amazing for real. Like, oh, my God. He said, yeah. He said, because nobody could buy you anything. Nobody could take you anywhere. Nobody could. You know get you do he's like you whatever you wanted to do you did and you just moved effortlessly and it left a lot of people kind of standing back trying to figure out how to deal with you he said and nobody could figure that out so i thought that was kind of neat that somebody was trying to figure out how to deal with me and didn't have like the confidence to come and try to deal with me which lucky for them because i'm not gonna sit up and babysit nobody (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, you're afraid. Oh, bless your heart. Stay the hell away from me because I'm not a babysitter. So I just, I thought that was very interesting, especially for him. He thought it was important that he said that to me. So that means obviously that somebody was wishing good for me out of the people that I say that I share in love with and that I have built these great relationships through Facebook, that somebody was really looking to share in love with me. So, you know, for somebody to looking forward to somebody to share in love with me. And now, you know, and they noticed because I never, when I think back, if you look at my whole Facebook, I've never posted a picture with me and a guy, you know? So I've never had like those kind of like, this is my man. I never had like these public breakups. I never had like these issues. It's just me. Smiling, posting pictures of myself, doing my own thing, so I think maybe that is could be a little bit intimidating to people that don't know how to get access to, especially starting a conversation and I nip that shit in the bud quick because I'm not for the b s so I think that was I thought that was really cool that he would call me and say that, and he was and he told me about it, the woman he's dating and um the dynamics of their relationship so i thought that was interesting too but anyway that's that let me see what else i want to talk about so my facebook my facebook um three cheers of joy tonight was no coronavirus symptoms i was going to get me some of that privilege and then i am a pioneer woman because i do my own nails and toes and hair i'm trying to think what else i wanted to talk about we talked about anal sex that's always a fun topic because everybody's not interested in anal sex. But it can be a pleasurable experience. I'm going to tell you guys that for sure. Um, it can be a, definitely a pleasurable experience. And if you want to try it and you don't know how to do it, call me. I'll tell you, walk you through it. Best way to do it. I, I, you know, I give advice about, it, about it. Um. Oh, another... I don't know about this working from home thing. I'm not... I'm not really into that because I feel like if I'm at home, I'm working on my own stuff. I just, I got to get used to that working from home, teaching from home. I know the parents are struggling. Just know the teachers are struggling too. Uh, oh, I know I had a um, something I wanted to read. Uh, okay. So this is some, some of the laughs from the coronavirus Uh feed. I'll read a couple of this. It says, uh, half of us are going to come out of the quarantine as amazing cooks. The other half will come out with a drinking problem. What's funny about that is that (laughs) I was just caught in a thread on Facebook where people were talking about they were trying to stop drinking for 24 hours to make sure they were okay. And I was like, I haven't done it yet. So, I'm supposed to stop after Joy Exposed tonight for 24 hours to stop drinking. And I know you guys are like, that's easy. Maybe. We're going to (laughs) see. So tonight, after we finish, I'm going to stop drinking for 24 hours. Um, Faceless Love did it for 24 hours. One of my Facebook friends did it for 72 hours. She said she was worried because she was trembling and shaking. So she said she had to give herself some extra time. So that was kind of funny. But, I mean, what are we supposed to do? We're locked in the house. Um still haven't decided where to go to for easter the living room or the bedroom easter is sunday good friday is friday so we don't have school good friday so i'm not working on friday so if you guys want to zoom or something let me know we can zoom or facetime have us a little party smoke a cigar hi lachandra i just saw you come on we can sit outside and smoke a cigar together on zoom that would be perfect um Let's see what else it says on here. Oh, and I said this last week. So after this quarantine, will the producers of my six hundred pound life just find me, or do I have to find them? <laughs> my body has absorbed so much soap and disinfect disinfectant lately that when I pee, it cleans the toilet. so those are kind of funny. So there's a couple somebody had compiled some of the neat things off of Facebook in reference to the quarantine. Let's see. What else i want to talk about while i'm still on here at 10 um has anybody literally stopped to think about what you're going to do after the queen is over like what what's your point afterwards has anybody has anybody stopped to think about why you're chosen to go beyond quarantine because we're going to lose so, I think what have we lost? Like 10,000 people now? So, like 10,000 people have died, maybe? So, and I say that because we all get caught up in this moment of chaos and pandemonium. Like, oh, what are we going to do? But we don't realize this is what life does. Like, this is literally survival of the fittest. And if we get to the other side of this, we have to be on our shit. We got to build our arc, right? I think I said that last week, we have to be ready to move forward. So we got to figure out what are we supposed to do to move forward, right? How do we move forward in um, the next part after post-pandemic? And, you know, I just, I always think about that and bring that up because we get so lost in the immediate needs of the things around us our partners our kids our jobs that we don't know how great we are we don't understand that we have to deliver to the universe because the, or the universe is going to continue without us we don't understand that so i think it's very important that we sit up and spend some time thinking about what it means to be strong enough to make it through survival of the fittest to be amongst the fittest now, if you're amongst the fittest, does that mean that you sacrifice your life and existence for somebody? Hell no never never you never have to you never will even answer questions about that other person. The only questions you have to answer is where's where's your what are you delivering to the universe so you never do that for anybody, and I think it's going to give people a lot of time to sit and reflect on the fact that they're miserable in the relationships that they're in. Think about it. All of us know a husband or a wife that's married. A husband or a wife that's married that's miserable in their shit. And think of it. You're miserable and you have to live in a house with somebody you don't like? They're having a tough time, I'm sure. So those things are going to have to, people are going to have to recognize the significance of their existence. Emmett just said, I'm not doing anything different. I'll keep on living like I've always been. And you know what, Emmett, the funny thing is, I can see that because your role within the universe isn't halted because of the pandemic. You literally, he's literally in a place that he keeps, he keeps, the United States moving. There's always movement where he works, right? So he doesn't. So there are some people that are in roles that won't change. And they found themselves in that because they realize they're not essential in that they're at the grocery store, at the hospital. They're essential in that what they do keeps the money moving across the United States. And we have several men, women in those roles, right? In during the pandemic. And we want to... Put emphasis on the front liners like you know, the nurses and the doctors and the firemen and the clerks at the grocery store and the restaurants. So those—that's where we're putting it because we put the emphasis there because they're also dealing with people every day. And their roles may or may not change, but they're not in a role that they're going to be in for the rest of their life. It's a temporary role for them, and it also puts them at way more risk than some of the other roles. So I can see where you would say that um, you're going to continue to live because you 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 found your groove. Faceless love, love, the same way. He's in his groove. He's like, I'm doing what I'm going to do. He like, But everybody hasn't found a groove. Uh, There are a lot of people that still question what they're supposed to be doing because they are afraid of the answer. My mom is 68 and she was afraid to take the spiritual gift survey because she said once she found out, she's afraid of what she has to do. She's 68. So you can imagine how many people are afraid of moving, right? So. And and that's where I'm saying that people have people are gonna have to make sure that they evaluate where they are and that they step outside of this safe space that they exist in because it's not where they're supposed to be forever. So LaShondra said, I just wish people would understand they can get outside, just not gather with others. Yeah, I do it I do it in the morning. I go walking. I walk by myself, I pass a few people walking, we're very respectful of six feet. You know, there's this not a big deal. Ain't no sideways glances or anything, but I need to be outside. I need to be in the sunshine. That's a big deal. So if you're feeling like you need to get out, go outside for a walk. Yep, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, and uh, Tamara said the same thing. She went out and had to get go get some sunshine. Go out, stay inside makes you crazy. It makes you lose track of time. Hell, yesterday I started marking on my I marked on my calendar that I took a bath. i'm gonna tell you why because my days were running into each other that i was like did i take a bath yesterday or did i take a bath today did i take a bath this morning like when did i take a bath so i literally had to yesterday i marked my calendar twice that i took a bath because i took a bath and then i took another bath that's how i ended up marking it twice But this morning I had to set my alarm for 6.30 because I was like, I need some normalcy. I need something to remind me what my day looks like because being inside was making me crazy. All of my day, I'm watching TV and I don't really watch a lot of TV. (laughs) I'm watching TV. I don't really watch a lot of TV. So I'm watching shows after show after show. I talk on the phone. I go to sleep, I wake up, I watch some TV some more, I do some work, I do this, I go to sleep, it's dark. Well, what? Is it almost morning or is it just 8 o'clock? Like So I had to literally yesterday, I was like, I'm just going to mark when I take a bath. That'll help me know in my mind that I had a bath today. Because that's a weird feeling if you think about it. If you're not doing anything you're not clocking into work you're not leaving at a certain time to get to work you're not there all day you're not doing the things that you normally do when you can lay around for two three days you're like it's the same day (laughs) i think sunday i said i worked I forgot what i said i worked i watched tv i plucked my chin hair i painted my toes i painted my nails i worked some more i twisted my hair i'm like damn and it's only 5 (laughs) 30. i'm like this has been the longest sunday ever so it's really taken me some time to get used to what it feels like to be in the closed off space so my saving grace was i'm gonna get up and go walking in the morning that's something i've always done and i can still do that but when i was trying to avoid going outside to minimize exposure you know i was trying to stay in the house to minimize it but i thought this is going to make me crazier than not getting sunshine than not getting outside (laughs) this is going to make me crazier than not getting any sunshine and sitting outside is like I got to get the hell out of this house. I need to get the fuck on. Like, I just literally needed that. My body needs the sunlight. Like, so, yeah, but I'm almost in prison in here with my calendar. Put my little eggs on it. I took a bath. Would you say it must be nice to get to sit around and watch TV and sleep? <laughs> ah, that's too funny because I will take me a nap, baby. I love a good nap. It could be 10 o'clock in the morning. Be up early. I get up early, 5.36 and be like, I'm going to take a nap, like 10 o'clock. I'm going to take a nap, sleep for about 30 minutes. That's my little nap. I'll take me a nap in a minute, baby. Yes, sir. But that's all right. You're getting ready to be off tomorrow, right? So you're going to be off. You can nap too. Cheers to naps. Cheers to our first pandemic. Jesus, what pleasurable stuff come out of the pandemic for y'all. Any good things for y'all come out of this time? I got a, re- I got away from some coworkers I didn't necessarily like to work with, so that's a good thing for me. What else? It has to be some other good stuff. I can't think of it. I think I'm just so caught up in the fact that I can't believe we ain't, we ain't doing all this stuff because of this pandemic. It's got me jacked up. But anyway. Let me think of what else I wanted to talk about. We talked about anal sex. That's always fun. Um talked about baths, bathing and stuff. That's fun. I haven't really stepped outside of the block to see anybody. I saw Faceless Love. We spent four days together. And that was he's always fun. He's like my Ooh, ooh, I was like trying to. I was gonna drive up to see him the other day. <laughs> Y'all know i will be doing shit for no man. <laughs> I, was, I was like, hey, let's meet on Saturday so we can. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm hey, I hey, I'm, I'm getting how I live, man. Shit, I'm trying. Um, oh, I was supposed to be a part of this TikTok video. You guys been seeing the really neat videos with everybody changing from their regular clothes to like some were pilots and doctors and strippers. There was some strippers. There was uh, oh they had they did couples with like um I can, I don't if they call them lesbian couples. I don't know if they call, what the proper term is, but it's two women, one is the masculine and one is the feminine. They'd had one. So they have all these TikTok videos. I almost did a TikTok video. But I missed the meat and they never caught up. Oh, you missed the crazy customers at your job? Good. Let's see, LaShondra said my job makes testing for the virus. But always the people who work the area have to be fully covered and shipping now is 100 percent checked. Yeah. It's a it's a we one of my Facebook friends have a wears a band every day. They take their temperature when they come in put their temperature on their bin and if they have symptoms or stuff. So I think people are trying to make provisions on how to handle the virus, but you know, we see, we have to figure that out. It's, it'll be over soon. China lifted some of their guidelines. So that's good. So that means at least they're seeing a decline. I think they're saying in the U S this is going to be our worst week. And, um, I was worried about New York, but they kind of leveled, they not leveled off, They their numbers decreased on two, I think, so, but it makes sense, because New York is a hub of a lot of people coming into the United States, New York moved people between uh, JFK, and Newark, and um, the other airport, LaGuardia, they move people from all over the world through there, fast as a mother, so I'm not surprised that was a hot spot, and Seattle, Seattle is a big port too in and out uh big airport in and out too and then miami is pretty not as but yeah it too so a hotbed. so we'll see it's all it's gonna go down next week will be better for us um remember the president saying that um said a couple weeks ago you gotta come out by easter but don't trust you know trust your cdc guidelines don't follow that shit I'm just saying, you know, we don't have the best leadership in the United States right now, but maybe it's coming soon. Yeah, LaGuardia. So, (laughs) yeah, we, uh, so, you know, so follow the CDC's guidelines, stick with your social distancing. And I know we're getting antsy because we're used to coming and going as we please, but you know what? We have to do what's going to be safe for everybody. You got people out there talking about, I'm not afraid of the virus. I can do this. That's selfish as fuck because whether you're afraid of it or not, unless you are your own person, you don't interact with anybody, you're going to expose other people. It's irresponsible. So, you know, be careful of people saying that. And if you're saying that, then stop fucking saying that. You're responsible for other people. I mean, I'm not afraid of dying, but I don't want to risk, put my grandbaby and my daughter and my son-in-law at risk. Hell, I don't want to die. I mean, I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want them to die because I was irresponsible. You know, so we have to be very careful about that. Um, Let's see. I think that's pretty much it. So it's 1030. uh, And don't forget, all of my um, podcasts are downloaded the next couple days on Pandora, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. You know, so you can tune in any of those places to listen to past episodes, and I'd appreciate that. I'm looking for YouTube followers, YouTube subscribers, because I'm trying to get my numbers up so I can get sponsors and mo- uh, monetize the YouTube. So that's my focus right now. So if you know somebody, great, tell them follow me on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, also, don't forget Friday night. I'm reading from my book, The Virtues of Joy. Really sexy wear what you want to wear. Remember, it we're on you can it's clothing optional. You guys can see me, but I can't see you. I mean, you can send me pictures. I'm open to pictures. But um you clothing optional, so you can do what you want, but it's an adult bedtime story. Have you a cocktail, yummy, sexy, fun, and it will arouse the parts of you and thoughts in you that you just put to bed, right? But it's gonna, it's gonna be hot. So that's Friday night at 10 o'clock. It's gonna be a 11. So we'll figure that piece out. I'm just trying to make the most of all of this. So tonight is Joy Exposed anniversary. Yesterday was the Virtues of Joy first anniversary. And it was also, um, what else? Something else. Oh, my daughter's turning 26 this week, too. So, yeah. So, there's a lot going on in April for me. And in the middle of this pandemic, I've had to cancel some shows and some events and things. But it's okay. I'm going to live through it. And it gives me more time to be great. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. It's 1036. So, cheers. I'm going to drink the rest of my champagne. And after I finish this and this, that means... 50 years of joy. That means I'm going 24 hours, no alcohol. Now, I'll post tomorrow if I drink. Y'all know I don't keep no damn secret. (laughs) Y'all know I'll tell it. So cheers to everybody. Thanks for celebrating with me. See you next time. Remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Bye.